classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for time, it was very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and goth. Florianson will surpass Halford as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Greetings, Metal Maniacs. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast, Episode 33, our final show for 2015. You can jump into the debate by tweeting us at Metal Debate or email thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. I'm your host, Gaunt Dog, a melodic death metal and symphonic power metal fanatic, and I'm again joined by the hard-partying hair metal king himself, Brian. Dude, I, I am the hair metal king. I'm a little short on the hair these days, but I'm still the metal king. Well, Brian, another year is done, and the 80s fall further back into irrelevance. Or further back into legend, as the real metal fans would say. Well, I don't need the 80s music, Brian, because this year, 2015, was an amazing year for metal and music, concerts, folks we've gotten to interview. We've just had a great year. I will agree with you there, sir. This has been a great year for metal. What a great time I've had. I've seen 11 shows at nine different venues, five cities, 23 different metal bands, 12 I've seen for the very first time this year, and traveled over 2,500 miles to see them. Uh, I've seen quite a few bands myself this year. You know, I saw twice as many bands this year as I did last year. Got some great interviews, met some great people at, at the venues. I expanded my horizon on what I went and saw and listened to this year also. Some of those bands wouldn't really fit into the, your definition of 80s metal. Yeah, it's such bullshit growing as an artist and a musician, but I guess I have to. I thought about highlighting the best live performances I've seen, but that's really tough. There are so many great ones. Nightwish, Arch Enemy, Unleash the Archers, all exceptional, but I think the best of them all was Elvete, that folk metal band from Switzerland, so amazing. I'm curious on the Elvete, did, uh, were they able to go down to the symphony and pick up some instruments and make it more metal for you? That's what really kicked in the metal, Brian. Those folk instruments made it more than just your run-of-the-mill hard rock band. Holy shit, listen to that last sentence. Those folk instruments made it metal. That's the biggest oxymoron you've said all year. At least you're going out with a bang and incredibly stupid. You know, both Elvete and Unleash the Archers weren't even supposed to be the headliners when I saw them. Let's give due to one of the bands that I missed out on. Here are Brazilian metal warriors Hibria with the first track off their self-titled 2015 album. This is Pain. Oh, this is a good album.
self-titled Hibria. This album is awesome. This is one of the bands that I learned to appreciate this year. Check them out online at Hibria.com or via Testamental Records. Excellent. You know, I saw some good concerts this year, too, dude. I saw some great technical death metal bands. I saw some hardcore bands. Listen, I went to Super Joint Ritual concert down in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, the headliner, of course, was Super Joint Ritual with Phil Anselmo. And let me just say, Phil does not disappoint. I could see his rage. I could feel his rage. I was a little afraid at times that he was going to jump down and kick my ass. And then you got King Parrot. That's just a freaking fun band to listen to, to watch. I mean, we did a great interview with uh, Mr. White from that band. And they're great guys. They're fun guys. A little off the wall and strange, but a lot of fun to watch. You detailed that concert in episode 29 of the podcast. If folks haven't heard that concert review, I would suggest that they go back and check that out. Yes, sir. We can rewind this week, actually. You know, I saw a couple of good concerts down there at the, the warehouse down in Clarksville, Tennessee. I uh, also got to see a classic death-slash-gore metal band, Cannibal Corpse, for the first time. I got to interview Paul, the drummer from that band. You talk about a smart dude. He just sits back and plays all these gore songs, but when... When you speak to this dude, you know that these guys have got it going on. They know exactly what they're doing, and they love what they do. Uh, you know, I saw uh, one of the greatest technical death metal bands of all, Cattle Decapitation. Their new album, The Anthropocene uh, Extinction, is one of the best albums of the year, as I referenced in our last podcast. And then I got to see a local band, which to me epitomizes, and this is what I love about the great metal debate. You want to talk about what I loved in my year this is a band, Animality, that we got to see, we got to talk to, I did an interview with. They're the typical band that's struggling to be a band. They all have other jobs, but they work hard, they travel hard, they play hard, and they love their music hard, and it shows so much in what they do. And that's what I love about metal people, man, just their commitment. It was a great year to see bands struggling to be bands. It was a great year. So many great bands. I couldn't even begin to you know, review all of the concerts I went to, but there were a number of memorable times I had. I'll just mention a few. Getting to sit in on Camelot Soundcheck prior to their show, that was just like a dream come true for me. Uh-huh. Having Delane Charlotte Wessels beg the security people to let me backstage for my interview with her. Headbanging with Arcona's Masha Scream in the audience at the Elvete show. Yeah, that's a good story, dude. Getting spanked by Michaela from Catechus when I saw them for the second time. I don't know that I've heard about the spanking. They do this song called Safe Word. Yeah. Which you can kind of get what that song is talking about. And the vocalist, Michaela, will go down in the audience with her paddle and begin to spank members of the audience. So <laughs> You enjoy a good spanking, do you? It was one of the best I got all year. <laughs> Brian, another memorable time was your tirade against my claim that Hurdy Gurdy is as or more metal than electric guitar. You don't don't need electric electric guitar. guitar. I mean, that's that's fine if you want to have it as as an element of a song, but it's completely unnecessary for heavy metal. It's what started heavy metal. It's the only thing that started heavy metal was distortion through guitars. You can't move into a new era with a new the hurdy gurdy. Are you kidding me? I want to cuss you right now. Die. Hurdy gurdy has no place in heavy metal, and I'll stand by that till the day I die or you die. Either one's good for me. Go on before I blow a gasket. Not every experience was quite as positive as the ones I've described. There was one time 
when I was working to interview an artist. And I've gotten to interview so many metal artists this year from the U.S. as well as Britain, Canada, Germany, Greece, Norway, and the Netherlands. But not all of them went exactly as I had liked. Indeed, one of them ended with, I think, a artist thinking I'm a stalker. Well, dude, I do know you to be a little stalkerish. Who, who are we talking about? When I went to interview the agonist in Nashville, I had texted with Danny Marino, who is the lead guitarist and essentially the tour manager for the band, and had gone down to Nashville a little early, gone down to the venue, checked it out, didn't see that the band was there, so I just went for a little walk to stretch my legs and was walking back to my car, and I look across the intersection, and I see this lady, and I'm like, man, she sure looks like Vicky Siracus. <laughs> I'm like staring at her because, man, she really, really looked like Vicky Siracus. Of course, at that point, the young lady started to look back at me and noticed that I was staring at her. And at that point, I recognized, oh, wait, that is Vicky Siracus. And then it got weird. <laughs> I had a decision to make at that point. Do I just walk on and an hour later, when I meet her for the interview, have her say, uh, I just saw you on the street and you were staring at me? Or do I go ahead and get the awkwardness over with right at that point? Uh, it's awkward for me right now. <laughs> so I chose the latter, which still was very awkward. I, you know, introduced myself, and she was like, yeah. I mean, you could just tell it was very uncomfortable. I was like, I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> I still think I made the better decision that it would have been even weirder for her to have recognized seeing me on the street at the interview, but I have a feeling that at the end of the interview, she was just glad to get away from me. Oh, tell me, at some point, is there uh, written down where the officer said, subject claims he was just walking to stretch his leg? Is that something that uh, we would see if we looked into your public records? I doubt she filed a police report, but again, it was just uncomfortable, and uh, I'll be more careful about running into artists on the street. <laughs> Because, you know, that's what the Great Metal Debate is all about, stalking artists until we get to talk to them. <laughs> you've been spanked and you've stalked. That's an awesome year in metal. One of the great things that I loved about this year is that I got to see some of my 80s metal heroes. I saw Yuli John Roth and the Scorpions. He's actually more in the 70s. But when I saw Black Knights Rising in uh, Covington, uh, I got to see Ripper Owens and Vinny Apiece and Craig Gouldy, and they were amazing. They sang some great 80s metal. It was a great show, but I got a good interview out of that. You know, and that's really kind of the highlight of the year for me was the interviews. I mean, I had so many great interviews that I got to do with both legends and uh, folks that I appreciate that are uh, listeners and are well-known. I mean, we got Ripper Owens and Biff Byford of Saxon absolutely one of my metal icons, and I got to talk to him, man. It was awesome. And that's part of the greatness of the great metal debate is that we do get to talk to all these great artists. And I, I could go on and on. I mean, I got to interview Sean Peck and uh, Ross the Boss again for Death Dealer, and then and then Peck again for, for Cage, that amazing new album they've got that made the top ten album list, Ancient Evil, a great concept album. I got to talk to Britney Slays again. So much great stuff this year. I even saw, you're going to love this and hate this, I even saw a return to 80s-sounding metal in some of the more contemporary bands, which you know I love. Yeah, I just don't think you have a clue about music, man. And as an example, we talked on the last podcast about your disdain for doom metal. 
But I have an offering so heavy, Brian, that I think even you can't deny it. So let's take another break. Let's take a listen to Akron, Ohio, Gloom Servants, Witch Helm, with the title track from their EP. This is Jolton.
definitely am into Jotun, and Witch Helm has just made my list to check out. You're right, I'm not a huge fan of Doom. It's a little plodding at times. These guys take it over the top. We're going to check that out. Look them up on Facebook or check out their Bandcamp page for music or get other merch at Galori.com. The band is Witchhelm, W-I-T-C-H-H-E-L-M. And if you're in the Kent, Ohio area of the U.S., stop in the Stone Tavern on Saturday, February 6th to see them open for Foul Spirits, Inhaler, and Super Corruptor. That sounds like an awesome lineup, just from the names alone. You know, another great thing about the year, which I found super cool, two of our interviews got picked up by Blabbermouth.com. They picked up the Ripper Owens interview and what he had to say about the new Beyond Fear album and how hard it was to get that going. And then your interview with Thomas Youngblood also got picked up. And I thought that was, uh, I mean, it's just pretty cool, man, when other people look and see what you're doing and, and appreciate it, you know? I think we're getting more and more listens. I think we've had more interviews, better variety of artists that we're interviewing, and I think we're starting to make some ripples. Well, you know me, man. I like to make ripples. And I like ripple. It tastes pretty good sometimes. Well, Brian, what are you looking forward to in 2016? You know, one of the things I learned to do this year and sort of learned to appreciate was I learned to listen and appreciate pure death metal, bands like Revocation, Black Breath, Animality, and the like, and I'm looking forward to more of that next year. There are so many good albums already scheduled to come out next year, so many great interviews I'm looking to get, and so many friends and listeners that I'm looking to connect with. All right, next year I'm looking forward to returning to Diamond Pub, that venue in Louisville, Kentucky. Didn't get to go there at all this past year. Can't wait to get back to Diamond Pub. Also seeing Delane for the fifth and sixth times. And new albums by Obscura, Omnium Gatherum, Primal Fear, and Serenity. I can't wait for 2016. We're going to blow up, dude. We're going to blow out. We're going to blow all over, folks. It's going to be a good year. That finishes the year 2015. Remember, listen in to all our podcasts, interviews, and fan casts at The Great Metal Debate on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. We also engage in lively debate on all manner of topics on our Facebook page. Until the next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day. <laughs> <laughs>